Welcome to Upholding Matters, a podcast devoted to talking about what matters. Now, I was raised to believe that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness were things that mattered. And certainly they are the unalienable rights that Jefferson wrote about in the Declaration of Independence. We will talk about how to uphold them, how they hold us up, and why that matters. A very good day to you. This is David Paul, and this is Upholding Matters. I said in my introduction that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are things that I know matter. It's interesting to look back at the Declaration of Independence and Jefferson's assertion that among the three unalienable rights are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, we can take these things for granted, but that's really what the definition of unalienable means. It means that these rights, we can't even give them away, and they certainly can't be taken from us. Now, I might phrase it differently, you know, we can't have them taken from us and we can't give them away. But either way, it just means that they are. So we can't take them for granted. You shouldn't. It's like your mother loves you. Most people believe that and don't have to even question it. So the tendency can be not appreciated as much as possible. I find the celebration of liberty refreshing and revitalizing. I'm really on the page that feels that America will survive. I, I think these are tough times. There are enormous adaptive stresses on life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness that are putting stress on humanity as well, nationally, locally, internationally, hardly just the result of these recent changes and maybe because of them. Either way, there are great stresses upon the world and humanity at this time. So it's the point of this podcast. We want to find true things that we can agree on and act in ways that give us the best outcome. Perform civically, show up at meetings, say what's on your mind, listen to other people speak. Don't get too angry and too hostile. I mean, I'm sure there are times when that's appropriate, but hardly ever. So... Basically, civil discourse is a thing that we need to hold on to. We need to understand all these things better, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Very, very deep subjects. But remembering that we have these rights 
these unalienable rights. And I guess it's just because someone said it, maybe because it's all, we all believe it. Maybe it's the better world we would love to exist. And I think that's part, certainly, of it. I love America. I love this country. There are things in our past that don't look compassionate or kind or progressive or anything decent. But the idea, the idea that we may have these rights, that we do have these rights, and these rights are important, and you've heard it said, freedom isn't free, so we're constantly vigilant, we pledge allegiance, and these are different things for different people, so I don't want to disregard an international audience, and people love their country, and I get it. People love their families. That's pretty uh, natural, ingrained in us to do these things. So that simply means that our future success comes from expanding those freedoms and those rights and those considerations to a world and a planet. I particularly believe that there's a living ecosystem and forces that depend on other forces. There's a dynamism to life that may not be traditional consciousness, but somehow this planet the miracle of it is something that's worth contemplating and our need to protect it. So our political systems, our economic systems, our ecosystems, all these things can be upheld by a better understanding of how they function and how to assist them. Higher attributes other than making a lot of money Nothing wrong with that. I've never felt that as a primary motivator. And I think that there comes a time for deeper thinking, deeper participation. So, but I want to talk about protecting the rights we have and expanding and enhancing them. like to say a very special thank you. This is our first show, and I appreciate your patience while I build it. I have ideas. Some of them include paradox, yin-yang, looks at things, both sides. I want to talk about actual things we can do to uphold 
the things we believe in, actual methods to change the world and ourselves. And little fun things, a segment on things that always help. And probably, I should say, things that always help me at least. So those are things I would like to share. And I would like to tell stories. Today, being our inaugural event, it's our 420 event. You know, I run the Church of the Responsible Party. And it's about you being the responsible party. No one saves you. The person I'm going to talk about tonight, my friend John whose birthday is 420, and some of the interesting stories on that include that he didn't like it, that it was also Hitler's birthday. But somehow it has become the International High Holy Day of Weed, right on, light up. And John had a very close association with marijuana, and if there was ever a unplanned coincidence, he should be the high priest of 420. So we talk about freedom not being free. John is a veteran, a Vietnam veteran, saw horrific things in Vietnam, smoked some weed there to subdue his fears. And the interesting part about John, one of the things I love most about him, is that he took it upon himself when he left Vietnam to mail himself in a bundle two pounds of Vietnamese weed so he could continue smoking. Now, remember, this is early 70s, and it was frowned upon, and... Uh, John was arrested, and because of that, his life was different. And I tell you, you look back on these things and you see them differently. I certainly do. Those are my young days. I don't feel old by any means. I know what it's like to love to party, and I try and help people realize there are responsible ways that you can do it. And there are ways that are sort of, perhaps the soul needs to crawl through the gutter sort of stuff. So I try not to judge. We're all on a journey. We're all also sharing a journey, which is the wonderful thing about upholding what really matters, and that's our common survival, our common happiness, our common prosperity. John, my friend, had a few great sayings that I loved to hear. They were original, and he believed in the abundant supply, and basically would always say about economic systems, and distribution of wealth in the world, he would say, the world has four billion billionaires. And in a way that's true, if you divvied it all up, there's plenty for everyone, that's the point. There is plenty for everyone. So 
neither capitalist or socialist or however you call these things. There's just enough for everybody. And if that could be understood better, then we could realize it. That's my thought on John's economic theory. But I agree with him. There's an abundant supply. We have enough. And I sure did love John. He's one of those guys that first time I met him, I didn't like him. His cocky arrogance and, you know. But he wound up being a great friend. And it's his birthday, and happy birthday, John. I think about you. Think about all the guys like John who went to war and came back, and I know a lot of these men locally. There are better ways to uphold liberty than to die for it, so... I certainly have great respect for all those who have. But I would like to see a world where we don't need to do that, where we don't need to destroy the environment or each other, or have thoughts, beliefs that are worth killing for, you know, a disagreement. Can you believe it? In this world, someone will try and harm you for having a different opinion. That seems like something that we could do better about. Finished up a series of seminars on the Alternatives to Violence program, a national program that, international actually, that started in prisons to help people to learn skills better to cope with frustration so that Things don't lead to violence. Wouldn't that be nice for the world to evolve to look back at the history of war? First World War, they called that the war to end all wars. And I don't know if the theory was to make it horrific enough that people will lose their taste for war. But if Anybody thought that, they were wrong. I think it was General Lee that said it's a good thing that war is so cruel or people might like it more. I'm not sure. I know it's a defect that humanity cannot long suffer along with the harm we do to the environment in order to power the war machine and the economic machine. It just seems so short-sighted to destroy the environment that we rely on to live in. It just has never added up to me. But again, I mentioned before, making money is not the sole priority that has ever attracted me. Love, getting along, making things better, 
These are the things I enjoy. So, yeah, John, Veteran, War, Happy Birthday 420. We're getting there. Marijuana is almost legal. And the tremendous stain that's on our record for this ridiculous war on drugs and putting people. I know that things are never in isolation. There's never just some poor guy with a joint. There's a connection to this and the trouble with that and children involved. And I know it's, it's complex. But to put someone in jail for marijuana just seems so silly. It's a plant, it's a weed. There are now studies that show it has genuine medicinal values. And in his way, John fought for that because he stood up for marijuana and other crazy things like thinking for yourself and exploring new subjects. Those were the times. And it was great to have a friend like John. As a final thought, I was thinking about the last few years in our country and how some things have changed since the election of a new president. Now I noticed that this election was about making America something again. And well, that involves almost admitting in a way that I don't find very appealing that there's something wrong with America that wasn't great. Now, of course, there are many things that are wrong and that are not great. But where our minds are seated at should be a place where we love America for what it can be and work to make it that place we want it to be. So, it's been a tough time for many people. Very confusing to certain groups that feel threatened and in, at risk. So, It was very confusing for me, even though I don't feel threatened or at risk. I don't like to see the best notions of America not employed. Decency to each other, generosity, all these qualities come out in emergencies and other disasters. People want to help. I've seen such great things 
with the last few storms we've had where people just, you know, there's no instinct there other than to do what's right. Nothing overrides the desire to get in your boat and go rescue somebody. You could be doing other things. But apparently, these people at the time understand that this is the most important thing to do. And it helps counteract the feelings that we have that make the world sometimes seem like it's not okay. I struggled. I struggled for a year until I was finally able to put into terms what I felt. And I came up with the term WUD, World Unraveling Dissociative Disorder. For me, sometimes it seems surreal, almost out of body. It's like you can't get your head around the fact that this is actually happening. This isn't what we're looking for or trying for or want. We want a good world reputation. We want a good domestic relationship between the many people who live in our great country. And anything that gets in the way, that's standard. People have different, different ideas, differences of opinion. But the way in which it's being broadcast now, it's, it's unsettling. I don't have an answer. I can only tell you that there is no greater joy than to love and respect the law. Now, morally, God's law, moral law, that's like Jefferson's unalienable rights. They're present. They can't be taken away. You can't even give them away. So loving the law is similar to that. There are things that go on you don't like, but in general... If the universe is friendly, like Einstein said, is the only question, is the universe friendly? Then you can distinguish between the moral law that is immutable and man law, which sometimes runs afoul of good reason. So... We have to figure out what to do about it. And the best thing that I can recommend just immediately is to just do something silly. Help somebody go somewhere where they do the Pledge of Allegiance and realize that this is a deep and personal responsibility. This pledge to uphold America and fight for what is right in the right way. No, I love it. I love it. I love the chance to talk. We will have so many topics on the show that I hope will engage you and entertain you, maybe even inspire you. Maybe we can learn some things. It's 
how you look at life and it can't seem like it's unraveling or the unraveling part has to be held up with the best parts that you know. Honoring in the best way we can life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that's a winning ticket. Thank you. Good night. Oh, oh, oh.